we're we going to jump right into our lesson for this morning. We, uh, we are in our sixth message in our relationship series. And uh, up until now, we, we, we talked about a, a wide array of things as it relates to re- relationships uh, and how we should go about having a successful relationship. And so today we're going to dive a little deeper uh, in our next message uh, in our relationship series. Uh, and we're going to talk about uh, having a proper balance, um, having a proper balance in a relationship uh, and how important it is um, that we have a healthy communication uh, amongst each other. So again, we're in our, our sixth message in our series, uh, and, we're, and today we're going to talk about the proper balance uh, in a relationship and how it is, important it is to have healthy communication uh, amongst each other uh, while we are in a relationship or as we get ready to progress in a relationship or while we are waiting uh, to be in a relationship um, so that uh, we can either, one, if we're in a relationship, make our communication better, um, and, or if we're when we get into one or for future references so that uh, our communication in the future, meaning that we'll be able to effectively communicate with our mate um, in the future and we can avoid some of the issues um, that are a direct result of ineffective communication. Um, we all know that communication is a key and oftentimes uh, it's a lack of communication or miscommunication or no communication uh, that often causes a lot of problems would one uh, actually begin to effectively communicate we could uh, we could solve a lot of the issues a lot of problems that we have because it's hard to solve a problem if you don't know it that there is one uh, and so again uh, men and women alike because communication is a two-way process um, and so we have to communicate with each other and make sure we're getting things off uh, across effectively um, and then we'll be able to to kind of see eye to eye uh, but then there are sometimes in our communications where we might not see eye to eye and so we, we, sometimes we have to be uh, willing to uh, agree to disagree uh, because, I mean, two people ain't always going to agree on the same thing because you're dealing with people with different backgrounds, different upbringings, you know, different thoughts, different ideas, different likes, different dif- dislikes. And so because of that, uh, we have to know that sometimes we might not uh, fully agree and sometimes we have to get to a point where we agree uh, to disagree. Uh, when I think about that, I think about Abraham and Lot. Uh, and how, uh, you know, Abraham, and you know, we know Abraham loved Lot. Cause so just because you have a disagreement, that don't mean that, you, that the love is lost. So we know that Abraham loved Lot because he went, he interceded uh, for Lot so Lot would be saved. Uh, and he would not be destroyed uh, with Solomon and more. And, uh, but we know that over time, uh, as, his, as his wealth grew, um, that they ended up separating. Uh, and, what, and, what, and though they did not agree, and though Abraham wanted them to stay there, he agreed that, okay, it just don't seem like we're going to be able to work this thing out. So let's, let's separate, but let's do it the right way so that means i can i can have an aggressive disagreement with you without cussing you out uh, I, we, we can disagree without us having a big falling out uh, and so he said look you just he said look you just you just take the land which you want to take and i'll even give you first pick um so not only that so in the disagreement he was willing to put lot first so in other words he was willing to put somebody else uh, ahead of his own desires what it is that he wanted uh and so he was he was he was he was selfless and not selfish and I told you all that during your season of singleness, you often uh, are, uh, develop a selfishness. And so uh, we have to begin to move out of that season of selfishness where it's all about you and begin thinking about somebody else. So, again, Abraham was thinking about somebody else. And in a relationship, you got to be thinking about somebody else. If you're going to be in a successful relationship, it cannot be all about you. Sometimes you got to be willing to take the short end of the stick. But see, oftentimes it's all about us. What we want are being pleased, uh, and that's the way we communicate because we just want to get 
satisfied. We just want to get what it is that we want without taking the other person into consideration. And so, again, we want to be uh, selfless and not selfish. A lot of what we're going to deal with today is uh, directed towards women uh, is because uh, because I know most of the time is 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 women that have you know that that has the issue though we have to play our part we know that men have a part to play uh, in the the whole communication piece um, but uh, we we have to make sure that. Uh, the women, the woman does her part in a relationship. The man does his part in a relationship, and as it relates to communication, uh, and that everybody uh, is on one accord. Um, we know that uh, though the woman is supposed to be following the man, and that's kind of with, with direction in which we're going. Um, he he has to give her something to follow. Uh, so in other words, he gonna have to know his purpose. Um, he gonna have to know what God called him to do uh, for you to know what it is that you're supposed to be helping him with. Um, so in other words, he got to know where he's going before you can follow him. Amen. So 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 me and we got to make sure that we know where we're going if we expect a woman to follow us. Period. Um, and so uh, getting to that point, and then so when we know our purpose in life, uh, we'll give them something to follow. Um, but statistically, we know that there's more women than men, and we know that more women um, are, are are seeking to be in a relationship um, than men. Um, but what has happened is is um, society has began to display this uh, whole array of independence. Everybody uh, want to be I-N-D-E-P-E. -E -E. Everybody want to be independent now. And what happened is, what, what happens is now, uh, women try to bring that independence into a dependent relationship. Amen. So, so you try to be independent in a relationship where you should be dependent. Uh, and then so we have we, th th that is where the issues begin to start, uh, especially when uh, we have been independent for some time, because a lot of times we don't know how to shift gears. Because if you've been single again, that se that season of singleness where it's been all about you, where you've been independent, because sometimes you're forced to be independent because if you got kids and you by yourself then naturally you got to go out, uh, you got to toil the ground, you got to handle your business. But what happened is we have a problem shifting gears when we get into a relationship. We've been taking care of our own business for so long. Uh, uh, you know, working our own jobs, making our own money, doing things our own way, being the boss around the house because it's just been you. You see, you've been, you been independent and ain't nothing being wrong with being independent, but we got to get to a point where we can shift gears and we can be, then begin to move from independence to dependence uh, on our husband who has been placed over us. Amen. 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 The, the world teaches us that, uh, you know, get, get, get to the point where you don't have to depend on nobody. But God says, put all your trust in me. So, so, so we have to make sure because Proverbs 3 and 5 says, you know, trust in the Lord all your heart. Yeah. So while the world is teaching us, oh, be independent, be all by yourself, don't depend on nobody. God is saying, depend on me all the time. Put all your trust in me. And so, there, so one, we see uh, that's why it's so important that we don't conform to this world and we don't start taking that independent attitude because we'll find ourselves trying to be independent of God. And that's not a place we want to, that's, that's not a place we want to be at. So, so this morning, uh, our message, uh, girl, go sit down uh, somewhere. Um, w w women, that, that, that phrase, you know, and naturally, you know, we're going to talk about, you know, as we talk about communication, the way in which we say things. But uh, in essence, a lot of times, um, that's what needs to be said. Uh, and that's what women, you need to be able to receive. Uh, and then man, men have to be willing, man enough to actually say it. So, see, a man has to be willing man enough to tell you that what you what's gonna happen what ain't gonna happen what is and what ain't and then you gotta be woman enough to receive it Amen. when he's led by God Amen. again when he's led by God you, you have to be woman enough to receive it Amen. and he has to be man enough to say it 
He has to be man enough to say, I hear you. I understand you. I appreciate your uh, your input, but we ain't doing it like that because that's the way, not the way God was leading us to do it. So I really need you to just go sit down somewhere. <laughs> and you need to be woman enough to say, well, that's my husband. Uh, he's the head. Uh, and so since he's following Christ, then I'm going to follow him. And it's really just that simple. You can slice it however you want to slice it. But if you chose him to be your head, then you got to be willing to get in a place of fallowship where you'll begin to you'll you'll surrender yourself and be willing to follow him if you have allowed him to take you as his wife. Amen. So we're going to deal with the order uh, in a relationship. Uh, and that's going to be our main purpose today, to deal with the order uh, in a relationship. First Corinthians 11 and three. The Bible says, now I want you to realize that the head of every man is Christ. And the head of every woman is man and the head of Christ is God. Again, first Corinthians 11 and three, the Bible says, now I want you to realize that the head of every man is Christ and the head of the woman is man and the head of Christ is God. So in essence, uh, everybody should be following somebody. Again, everybody should be following somebody. So there are certain, uh, but there are certain prerequisites. So uh, one, the Bible tells us that uh, man is supposed to be following Christ. And then as long as he's following Christ, then a woman is supposed to be following him. Uh, and then we know that Christ is uh, following God. So again, everybody uh, is following uh, somebody. Now, it didn't say that your mate had to be perfect. It said that he just need to be following Christ. See, so, so I'm not telling you that you got to find the perfect Christian or you got to find a pastor. You got to find somebody that can quote the whole Bible. I, I'm telling you, you got to find somebody that's following Christ, meaning that he might not be perfect just like you're not perfect. But as long as he's following Christ, you got the best chance that you're going to have being in that successful relationship because it's going to be Christ that's going to be leading him and teaching him by through the word of God how it is that he's supposed to treat you. So, so again, he don't, he or she doesn't have to be perfect, but uh, he, you got to make sure that they are at least have a relationship uh, with Christ. Now, uh, we cannot jump. The Bible says, women, you got to get this. We cannot jump. The Bible says that as long as your husband is following Christ, you should be following your husband. And I know for all of you that's not married, I'm telling you this now. So when you get married, you don't know what to do and how to do it. So, so, so you cannot jump, though. It is say a uh, woman follow Christ if you have a husband. It says you follow your husband and your husband follow Christ. But you can't jump. You can't jump over your husband and then go to Christ. Listen, listen, understand this. In other words, listen, you can't come to church and listen to your pastor and then go home and not listen to your husband. You, you, you. You, you can't do that. Them, them two just don't mix. He said, he said, that's not the proper order. He said, now you can pray for your husband. He said, but if that's your husband, then, uh, then, uh, then if he's following me, then you ought to follow him. So we got to make sure that, that we're doing that. Amen. In Ephesians, the fifth chapter, the 22nd verse, 25th, the Bible says, Wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is the Savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives sum should submit to their husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. 
So we see, we, we, we see some uh, the things in which God has instructed us to do, uh, the way in which he instructed us to do it. I, I know for a lot of you, I know, that's, I know it's kind of tight, but I'm saying this is just the word of God. That just is what it is. But I believe that th there are so many blessings, again, when we do things God's way, it'll be the way it which God told us to be. That means that we can't have a successful marriage if we do things uh, opposite the way God told us to do them. We can't be the wife in which God wants us to be if we don't do it the way God, if we don't be a wife the way that God tells us to be a wife, not the way that the world says we should be a wife, not the way our friends say we should be a wife, not the way our family say that, but we got to do it the way in which uh, God has told us to do it. Amen. It says that you should submit. The word submit just means to yield, surrender oneself to the will or authority of another. Listen, you got, you, I need y'all women to understand this about uh, being submissive is that you do not lose your authority when you submit. Amen. You do not lose your authority when you submit. It, it, says to, it says to surrender or yield your authority to the authority of somebody else. Meaning, it says, meaning that you're not, you don't have to take away your authority. It's just that what you're doing is you're just submitting your authority under his authority. So in other words, in other words, you all still have dominion together. That will never change. You will always have dominion together. It's just that you would then submit your authority uh, under his authority. So you hadn't lost nothing. See, a lot of times we end up in relationships where we're we have a power struggle. You don't have to have a power struggle because you still got the same authority. You're still supposed to reign uh, and have dominion with your husband, uh, just as God said in the beginning. So we don't, have to, we don't have to have that struggle. Jesus gave us a good example in the 26th chapter of Matthew, the 53rd verse. Uh, you remember... Uh, when they were getting ready to uh, arrest Jesus and take him in. And you remember Peter pulled out the sword and, you know, started trying to fight for Jesus. And Jesus told him to put that back up. He said, you know, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. And he said in verse 53, he said, do you think that I cannot call on my father? And he who he and he will at once put a at my disposal more than 12 legions of angels. So in other words, Jesus was saying, look, I got the authority. He said, but I have just surrendered or yielded my authority under God's authority. So he said, look, I can, I can wipe all these folks out right now if I wanted to. He said, but I have yielded that to, to, to the authority of my father unto his will. So, I ain't gonna, so, so in other words, when we get to that point, we don't feel like we got to go off or we got to, you as a woman, you got to stand up for yourself. Because when we get to the point when we get to, to the point where we can surrender ourselves or surrender our authority uh, under our husband's uh, authority. Now, you are supposed to submit and then he's supposed to love. The Bible says you, you submit, uh, and then he will love. And it speaks to the way we are, uh, because when, when you all submit, it makes a man feel like a man. Amen. You got to understand, I told y'all how uh, we are more, uh, we have more, I guess, of, of an animal instinct, uh, and you all are more emotional. So he said, uh, I, I know how I made you all, I know how I created you all, and I know what man needs is to feel like he's a man, and woman needs to feel like she's loved. So I told, I told you, I told him to love you, and I told you to submit unto him, which will make him feel like a man. So as long as he feels like a man, he'll continue to love you, and then as long as you're loved, you'll make him feel like a man, and then, he'll, and then the process will keep going and keep going. So as long as we don't break the natural flow in which God has created us. So he said, submit unto him. So in other words, if, if, you, uh, if, if he feels like he's a man, if you're submitting unto him, he feel like he's taking care of his family, he feel like he's he handling his business, uh, then that uh, you know, makes him feel good. And again, if you make him feel like a king, I promise you, he will treat you like a queen. Right. If you make him feel like a king, he will treat you uh, like a queen. 
The Bible says, submit yourselves unto your, to, unto your husbands as unto the Lord. As unto the Lord, meaning the same way, uh, the, the same way as you submitted yourself unto the Lord. The, the, problem, is, the problem is that uh, if, if we hadn't yet submitted unto the Lord, we're going to have a hard time submitting unto our husbands. And a lot of times that'd be the bigger issue because we hadn't fully surrendered unto him. So how are we going to fully surrender unto a man and we hadn't even fully surrendered unto God? So sometimes it's us, sometimes it's us, sometimes because we have not fully surrendered our own selves. We can't get to the point where we surrender unto him. So we got we, we to gotta evaluate our own selves and make sure that we have fully surrendered unto God and we will do all that God said us to do, told us to do. Uh, and then we'll be in a position, we'll be in the right mindset, we'll, we'll be able to lean on God to be able to submit. Because I ain't saying that submitting unto a man is easy, especially if you've been independent for a long time. If you've been by yourself raising your kids for a long time, I'm not saying that that's easy just to switch gears like that. But if I'm surrendering unto him the same way he blessed you to be able to submit unto him, to be able to handle your business, to be able to become independent, he'll again teach you and strengthen you to be able to become dependent. He'll begin to teach you how to keep your mouth closed when you need to keep it closed and how to just, you know, just kind of settle down and, and, and calm down and remain. He'll be able to uh, teach you that. But that's individual. Uh, when we talk about our submission unto God, you know, man being submissive unto God, you being submissive unto God, that's individual. You all have to do that separate of each other, meaning y'all should be two individuals that's both submitted unto God that's, that's now just together. So when y'all get together, y'all, I mean, because you have already submitted unto God first. But that's something you got to do individually. That's something you don't need a husband or a wife to do. You can do that now. You don't have to wait till you get married then say, I'm going to submit or I'm going to You don't have to wait for that. See, because when you do that, then that means that you don't have to have a, 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 a person that's super spiritual because you spiritual. So you spiritual, they spiritual. Now together, y'all going to become more spiritual. But so you don't you ain't dependent on nobody else's spirituality for your spirituality because it's individual. I have a personal relationship with him. And so now I operate in that personal relationship. I'm just in a personal relationship with him, but I'm doing it collectively with my mate. And having it that way, so we have to make sure uh, that we get it right individually uh, and that we are submitted unto God individually. When, when God punished Adam um, in, in the garden, they, and he got, they got kicked out of the garden, he, he said unto Adam, he said, look, I, I punish you because you, have, uh, because you have hearkened unto the voice of your wife Genesis 3 and 17 it says to Adam he said because you listened to your wife and ate from the tree about which I commanded you you must not eat of it cursed is the ground because of you through painful toil you will eat of it all the days of your life he said because he so he gave Adam the exact reason he says because you have hearkened to the you have listened to your wife and ate from the tree about which I commanded you so so God said look it, it wasn't that you listen to your wife he says that you listen to her more than you listen to me he said because you disregarded what I said and listened to her he said it, it wasn't the listening unto her it's just that the listening unto her after I had already given you a commandment after I had already told you what to do you allowed her then her voice uh, to overpower my voice you, you began to listen to her more than uh, you listened to me and that's what it is that, that God was uh, that God was not pleased with when Adam is not because we know that woman has intuition and you all have a lot of insight and we need your opinion and things of that nature because you all provide a different perspective on, on a lot of things that we do. But what happens is that uh, 
God has to be the final authority. So even once you get through talking, God still has to be the final authority. But sometimes, so you got to know when to be quiet. Because sometimes we yap and yap and yap so much to where uh, you, your voice began to, over, to drown out God's voice. So women, you got to know when to kind of lay off of him and, and, and stop pressing him to do a certain thing. Because I told y'all about the influence that you have. And when we even look at Adam and Eve, we know the influence that Eve had. She had enough influence to make him eat off a tree that he know he had no business eating out of. So we know the influence that you all have. So you got to make sure that you're not using your influence in a negative way that's going to cause harm to him, which in turn is going to cause harm to you. Because she suffered, she suffered because of what she influenced her husband to do. So we got to make sure that we're not doing it that way. We got to make sure that, our, that, that the man is able to hear from God and that he's able to surrender himself uh, unto God and God's voice uh, and not allowing your voice to overshadow that. So in other words, he may tell you, look, uh, I, I love you, but we're going to do it God's way. Amen. So he might say, girl, go sit down somewhere <laughs> when he's doing it God's way. First Peter 3. 1 Peter 3 in the seventh verse, it says, Husbands, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with respect as the weaker partner and as hear ears with you in the gracious gift of life so that nothing will hinder your prayers. So this is in uh, admonishments for husbands to, again, to treat you the way in which God, he said, treat her with honor and with understanding. Uh, and so when we get to that, because, again, uh, I, he's supposed to love you. And if we're one, uh, in other words, he's supposed to love you, again, like he loves himself, because we're one now. So I wouldn't mistreat myself. So what I look like mistreating my wife. If we're one, because in essence, when I mistreat her, I'm, I'm, I'm in essence mistreating myself. But the Bible tells me that I'm supposed to treat her with honor uh, and with understanding. And the Bible, the Bible says understanding because, again, because you all are emotional, he says, look, you need to begin to understand uh, her emotions so that you can effectively be able to deal with her. See, so, so again, this has a lot of women. You are being taught how to deal with uh, men because maybe because of maybe because absence of a man in your life uh, oftentimes men again have to be taught how to deal with a woman emotionally so we because we only understand the physical side we know how to have sex and things of that nature but understanding their emotions how they how they tick the stuff they think about after sex Amen. that's oftentimes where we miss it because y'all, I mean, y'all know how it is. And we just got off the two lessons on sex. Y'all know how it is. You know, after sex, a woman wants to, to lay there and talk and cuddle and hug. But men, we different. And so us being able to understand what it is that you desire emotionally after we have, you know, after we have expressed ourselves physically. Because we beasts and we just animals and we just rural, you know. And so um, being able to understand you all from a multiple perspective. So he said that the husband would need to understand her. So men, we, men you got to read some books or talk to some men that's been there and begin. Or talk to your wife. Because if you actually talk to her, she'll actually tell you how she's feeling, what's going on where. And you can begin to understand her emotionally. So we got to make sure we do that piece. He said that, uh, that we would be considerate of our wives because, again, we are equally yoked. And, again, in the eyes of God, we are equal. So it's not that the wife, uh, though, though the Bible says that uh, she might be the weaker vessel or the weaker partner, um, it's just in the sense that uh, when we think about women, it's kind of like God, uh, the, the fragileness of your emotions. 
So not that you're weaker in your authority or things of that nature. It's that when God created you, uh, he put you in a box and he stamped you handled with care. He said, look, what you got in here is precious. It's kind of like a vase. You know, when you get ready to move, you had to wrap all your, your, your china dishes in, in paper and stuff like that. And you got to make sure that they go, uh, that they don't get somewhere or they might fall down or they might get tipped over. They might get crushed. And so in other words, because, it's, because of the value in there, you have to make sure that you handle it with care. And so a lot of times, me and we have to understand how God expects us to handle women Amen. so that we don't break what it is that God has given us. That's right. That's right. So, so the, 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 their emotional things, so their makeup is fine and it's valuable, but it's fragile. Amen. And so being able to understand uh, women emotionally, uh, and that's how God expects us to do, he said, because if not, then your prayers might be hindered. So in other words, he said, look, you can't even effectively pray to me when you mistreat your wife. And what happens is so 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 you 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 if you're not treating her right, you can't you you got a blockage in you being able to communicate with me because prayer is just communicating with God and God is saying in essence then look how you gonna try to communicate with me when you can't even communicate with your wife who loves you and is in the house with you. But then you, 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 can't even, you can't even have a conversation with her, but then you want to spend three hours trying to talk to me. So God is saying, look, your prayers will be hindered if we don't do that. So men, we got to make sure uh, that we, 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 we get it right uh, in that aspect. So when Eve came to Adam with that apple in her hand telling Adam that he should, he should try, he should eat off of it and things of that nature, Adam should have took the apple, threw it on the ground and told Eve, girl, go sit down somewhere. Because what she was suggesting did not line up with the word of God. Amen. So, so what you said, if you want to avoid that, what you should suggest to him is the things that already line up with the word of God. So, so in other words, she was suggesting unto Adam something that did not line up with the word of God because God had spoke the word unto Adam. So Adam had the word. He knew what he should do. And so that's why that should have been Adam's response unto her. But for whatever reason, Adam didn't. Adam didn't stand up and do the right thing by God no matter what his wife is going to think. See, a lot of times, men, we just do stuff because we, our, our, we don't want the women mad at us. Amen. I'm telling you, she may close the promised land down for a minute, but it's going to open back up. Amen. She only going to stay mad. So y'all know how it is. You, 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 you only can stay mad for so long. And so we got to get to the point of like, I understand you might be mad after this, but I just believe that God, I'm telling you, I've been there. I, I've been there. I know what it's like when I feel like God's leading me and do some, a certain thing, but my wife don't agree with what it is that God's leading me to do. I'm telling you, I've been there. Amen. And telling you, a man of God, he's probably going to be there. He, he's probably going to get there where she's not going to understand why it is that he's doing what it is that he's doing. Right. But he got to be mad enough to tell her what he needs to tell her. And again, women, you got to be willing to accept it. When, when Sarah came unto Abraham, and Sarah said, look, a God's taking too long to give us a child. Look, you need to go into my, and you need to go into my handmaid, Hagar. He should have said, Sarah, girl, go sit down somewhere. We need to wait on God. We know what God has told us, so we don't need to get ahead of God. We don't need to get uh, out of obedience to God. We need to stay right where we at and keep waiting on him. Amen. He should have said, Sarah, girl, go, go, go sit down somewhere. When Job, when, when, when Job, when Job's wife came to him in the second chapter, you remember when Job was, uh, as, as, as God allowed the devil to afflict him and all those things came against Job, uh, the Bible says that his wife said, uh, his wife said, look, uh, haven't you told, she said, why don't you just, why don't you just, are you still holding on to your integrity? She said, why don't you just curse God and die? And the Bible says that Job told her, 
<laughs> Joe said, listen, Joe said, woman, you are talking like a fool. He said, woman, you are talking like a fool. Now you need to go sit down somewhere. And if you think about, listen, listen, if you think about uh, every time, every time that, uh, that the man did not say it, he got in trouble. There was always instruction. There was always bad things that followed that when he did not say it. So though, you, though it may be hard to take women, oftentimes it's for your good. Because we can avoid, you remember, you remember, because you remember how, how, how Sarah, because after Hagar had the baby, the Bible says that uh, her son began to, uh, to, to mock, and then she began to despise Hagar because of that. So in other words, she caused her own frustration because of the things in which she wanted. But if the man had stood up and told her, no, we ain't going to do it like that. If Abraham had told her that, he actually could have helped her avoid the problems in which she was having with Hagar. And everything would have been hunky dory. She could have been her handmaid and everything would have been good. And ultimately, they end up having to get banished and all that stuff only because we did not do it God's way. And then it hurt Abraham because, you know, Abraham didn't want to send Isaac away. Yeah. He didn't want to see Ishmael away. Yeah. Remember, Abraham was sad about that. Yeah. He, he, he said, because remember, then God had to come back to him and God told him, look, you need to hearken, you need to do what your wife said. You need to go ahead and send him away. Abraham didn't want to do that. And so then that causes strife with him, issues with him, because now I got, that's still his son. Yeah. So now I got to send my son away because of bad choice that I made. Man. Only because I was listening to my wife instead of listening to God. Yeah. Each time, listen, each time, each time the woman wanted something, each time the woman wanted something, there was something they was trying to get. Sarah was trying to get a, a, a son, uh, you know, uh, who, as we say, uh, Sarah was trying to get a son, and uh, Eve was trying to get knowledge, and, uh, you know, Joe's wife wanted him healed or wanted their prosperity back. So each time they were trying to get something, and a lot of times we can have, uh, we know that, the, you know, the eyes of man are never satisfied. And so sometimes our desires can cause us to, to engage in irrational behavior. Because I want it so bad, I just throw all common sense and rationale out the window because I want it so bad. And because women are emotional, they deal with this more. Because you, because you all are so emotional, you'll end up throwing your common sense out the window just to get what it is that you want. Amen. And that's where man has to step in and be able to, to think logically, yeah. yeah, think rationally about the decision that's about to be made. Because sometimes you all can get irrational when you really, really want something. So that, that, is, that is part of, the, that is part of your, your weakness that God was making reference to, that weaker vessel, is that sometimes when you really, really want something, your common sense goes out the window. And so, and I know there's a seven to the case. I know sometimes men like that, but, but you all were made like that. You all were made with that part of you inside of you. And so that's why we have to make sure that we don't uh, make irrational choices because uh, we don't engage in irrational behavior or have irrational requests um, because of our own desires. So women, we know what we have to do. Uh, men, we know what we have to do. Uh, and we just got to begin to do it. And that's just it. I'm telling you because, one, women, I'm telling you, I told you all on, on, on week before last that you can't, you can't run over no real man. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, he will he was, he was stand flat-footed. And you, you got to be willing. You, I'm telling you, because you, if you're looking to just be the boss in your house, then you, you need to just pray that God will give you a, a, the, the, uh, the, the gift of singleness then. Because you're not gonna have no successful relationship with no real man Amen. trying to tell him what to do. Amen. You just, you just not. Amen. So now, when you say I want to be married, then in essence you're saying, Lord, I, I need you to help me to be able to submit and be for real about it. Amen. And so don't now, if you ain't ready to submit, don't go to God talking about you ready to be married. 
Don't go saying I'm ready to be in a relationship if I'm not ready to submit. You, you see what I'm saying? Because God's like, come on, you ain't, you ain't. Or, or you go to God saying, Lord, I'm, I'm ready to submit to a husband. And then God is saying, well, you hadn't submitted unto me yet. So you expect me, God, to give you a husband who you're going to submit from unto and you hadn't submitted unto me? He's like, why would I do a thing like that? Why, why would I give you a husband to submit to? He said, I'm not going to put no man ahead of me. I'm not going to give you a husband to submit to when you hadn't submitted unto me yet. Ah, uh, you better get that. You better get that so we get individually. So we got to make sure we, we do those things. And that's where we're going to see the blessings. That's where we're going to see uh, God do all the things in which we are expecting him to do. Amen. So, girl, go sit down somewhere. <laughs> Amen. 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 I know, I know, I know that ain't easy. I, I know, I mean, I know that sometimes that can be that can be hard to digest what it is that God wants us to do. But it just is what it is. And we just gonna do it God's way or we gonna do it our way. Amen. But I'm telling you, we're gonna have much more success if we if we do things God's way. I'm telling you, his way is always much better. I'm telling you, it's, every time we do it God's way, it's always turned out uh, better than we do it our way. Even our life, we think about our life. Our life is different now because we're doing it his way instead of our way. See, obviously, listen, obviously we didn't like the, the, the way our life was turning out. That's why we turned to him in the first place. <laughs> because we didn't like the way we, our decisions, the, where our decisions were taking us. And so we, gotta, we just got to be constantly mindful about that uh, and make sure we do things God's way. Um, let, let, let's pray.